When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today is the 7th of January of 2024, and we're going to be discussing an article that was published just a couple days ago, but I found to be quite interesting, titled, The Influence of Therapeutic Plasma Exchange Treatment on Short-Term Mortality of Critically Ill Adult Patients with Sepsis-Induced Organ Dysfunction, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. Quite the, quite the mouthful, I guess, and it was published in Critical Care. As always, this is not medical advice on how to treat your critically ill patients. Read these data for yourself. Hat tip to the authors. Before we get started, I'd really like to thank everybody who has purchased a copy of the Vasopressor and Inotrope Handbook. It's been quite flattering that so many people have bought it and I've actually enjoyed it. It's been out for a month now. And um, yeah, thanks so much for your support, everybody. Links, if you want to purchase a copy, are down in the show notes. At this point, if you're listening to my podcast, you're quite familiar with sepsis, but for those who aren't, Sepsis is really a life-threatening organ dysfunction. Basically, the host response to the infection is dysregulated, and then it leads to inflammation, endothelial dysfunction, capillary leak, and patients get really, really sick. You know, there are numerous treatments out there, but rapid antibiotic administration is the best we can do, really. Now, we've considered other options to try to improve patients' outpatient outcomes with this, and therapeutic plasma exchange has been Something that's been hypothesized as a potential treatment for this due to it hitting different aspects of sepsis. Now, I do have to say that one of the authors of this study is somebody who I've known for many years. He trained at the same institution where I trained at, and he's a phenomenal dude. So there might be a little bit of bias from my standpoint on that because I just like the guy, and I know he's an honest, honest guy who really just wants to save lives. Now, this systematic review and meta-analysis included 937 adult critically ill septic patients from five different randomized clinical trials and 15 matched cohort studies. What they aim to evaluate is the impact of adjunct therapeutic plasma exchange on short-term mortality. When they put everything together and they did all their statistical jumping jacks, they found that therapeutic plasma exchange, in addition to standard care, of course, significantly reduced short-term mortality compared to just using the standard therapy alone, likely the standard therapy that you and I are doing at our respective institutions. Now, these data were based on both those randomized controlled trials as well as those matched cohort studies. And again, they indicated a potential survival benefit. But some of you might be asking, what is therapeutic plasma exchange? Well, it's a process where a patient's plasma is removed and replaced with donor plasma or a plasma substitute. This procedure is thought to be beneficial because it can remove harmful substances from the blood like inflammatory cytokines, which, you know, basically screw up the patient's immune system and leads to the pathophysiology of sepsis. But here's the catch, right? It's, it's, there's a reason why we're not all doing this. These studies, despite them en enrolling 900 patients, these studies are not the best quality. And that's what we have to be academically honest with ourselves about. The authors even state that we need larger and more comprehensive randomized clinical trials because they need to validate these findings to better understand 
who could benefit the most from therapeutic plasma exchange. The problems that we don't know just yet, or the, the components, are that we don't know when to start it, what's the volume of plasma that we should be exchanging, and the nature of the replacement fluid. All these things need to be studied and optimized. But a further issue to that is, if you're going to do a randomized clinical trial on this, how are you going to blind the patients? How are you going to blind the nurses? How are you going to blind the the people who actually do the plasma exchange? How are you going to blind the physicians, the researchers? Because those of us who've done plasma exchange on patients before, we are aware that they need a Quinton catheter or a VAS cath, whatever you call your dialysis catheter. You need one of those bad boys. It's going to be difficult to enroll patients into a study where both the control arm as well as the experimental arm are going to need some sort of procedure to be performed just to be enrolled into the clinical trial. It's, it's going to be very, very challenging. And so I find it difficult to actually figure out the answer to this question within our lifetimes, because again, like enrolling patients, and I, I know it'd be hard for me to volunteer for a study like this. Should I be a patient who, who goes under septic shock? It's a difficult problem. Now, this is not to say that we currently cannot use plasma exchange on patients who are suffering from septic shock with organ dysfunction. The American Society for Apheresis, in their 2023 guidelines, provide a two, excuse me, provide a category three, two-A recommendation for the use of therapeutic plasma exchange for patients with sepsis-induced organ dysfunction, which on a case-by-case -case basis, allow it to use it on our patients. However, I do not have any experience whatsoever with this. We have never done this at my facility. And to be honest, I'm quite interested in learning if you have used it at your institution, and if you have, what have been the outcomes? Again, I'd like to thank you all for supporting the podcast and for checking this out. I'd really like to know your thoughts on this because as possibly all of us are, we're all looking for that step to decrease sepsis mortality from the current 30 to 40% state that we're in down to something a little bit more manageable and hopefully save some patients' lives. Thank you all for the support, guys. Bye.